for Greg Carrasco. Kick it. Whoa, it's the Greg Carrasco Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this light go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live, here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock, the guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk, shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining, turn up the station. There's no more waiting, the show is beginning. It's too late to escape, let's go. Here's your host, Greg. Slackers. Slacker Nation, yet again, we congregate here on a Saturday morning. It's pretty gray out there. Hope, I hope it doesn't rain. I don't like rain too much, especially drive, driving in the rain at night. It sucks. Everything is shiny. Can't see the lines. Headlights reflecting off the ground. Not good. Just not good. You see, your problems are my problems. I'm just a regular dude talking about regular things. And uh, the, the biggest disclaimer this week, folks, is that, listen, if there is only one advice that you're going to take from me, it's got to be related to the car industry. Because when it comes to everything else, I have no clue what I'm talking about. I'm just trying to figure things out, just like you are, just not in the car industry. The car industry is my area of studies. I study this thing close to 30 years now. Who would have thought that I would have been doing something for 30 years, 30, 87 years. <laughs> Good morning, Ben. How was your week, brother? I'm, uh, I'm doing well, Greg. Uh, probably, probably better than most of those people in the automotive industry based on what you were telling me before the show. But, uh, Dude, yeah, what a I'm, mess. I'm hanging in. What a mess. Hey, it it the, makes for good radio today for all of our <laughs> listeners, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is going to be an interesting show, folks. And especially if you're in the car industry, you want to listen to me. The only thing that's worse than the car industry right now is my neck. Because not only I'm suffering the side effects of an air mattress, but somebody dropped me on my head last week. And I think that I traced it back to that moment. I know the moment when I felt that little tingly numbing sensation going down from the bottom of my neck into my spine i got a massage today one of these one of these days we need a we need to have a segment called uh what injury does greg have today oh dude man i look it's just that i i try to live my life ferociously man i don't have a lot of years left i know this is a, it's a sudden realization that is taken, and I had this conversation this week. You know, when, you, when you're in your 30s and you look at life in a different way, you think you have time. But next thing you know, 50s come around the corner and they punch you right in the face. <laughs> Boom! Pow! Right in the yeah. face. <laughs> you don't, you, and then you, 
You think you don't have much time left, maybe because of all the times you've been dropped on your head and neck doing BJJ. Probably. <laughs> pro pro probably. All the times that I've been dropped on the face, and I have all the scars there, you know, I'm not getting any prettier. But anyways, I, I live my life furiously. I have to do it, man. I don't... I don't want to be a, this healthy, in shape, 75-year-old. I don't want to do that. I want to be like, like a used-up meat sack. <laughs> I want to have nothing left <laughs> by the time I get to 75. Ah, you know what I'm talking about. Not sure that's an image I wanted in my head this morning, but yeah, yeah, I get what you're talking about. <laughs> Listen, I, assault, I assaulted your imagination. That's okay. But um, no, man, my neck is just messed up and um, it, it compounds the problem because I'm, I'm, in a, I'm a pretty bad mood most of the time. So now with a bad neck, it's not good. Yesterday, I was walking around stiff. I couldn't even look to the, you know, when a four-way stop, I couldn't look both ways. So I was a accident waiting to happen yesterday but anyways today is feeling slightly better and i'm going to try not to bring this aggravation to the show this morning because i feel all fired up about the nonsense that is happening in the car industry and um, for those of you that are driving to the office right now you are going to know exactly what i am talking about because the industry is a mess and when i say that it's a mess I've never seen anything like this. You know, we, we received the RDR count. Uh, the RDR count, uh, for those, uh, for the layman that's listening to the show, is, um, is the number of re registrations, uh, that, uh, every dealership has month to date. So, you know, that's based on the number of sales that you have. There's a dealer in Ontario that has sold two cars for the month. Two cars for the entire month! They have nothing on the lot. They have absolutely nothing on ground. And the scary part is that uh, there's people that work here. So there are salespeople that are going every single day trying to sell something that doesn't exist. And the truth is that we don't even know if it's ever going to exist because the production keeps getting cut farther and farther and farther. And it's getting to the point that we may not have any vehicles left by the end of November. Um, my prediction is that by the end of November, we will be completely out of vehicles. And now the shortage is, is showing itself in other ways. At first, it was just the computer microconductors. Then it was some, well, it was part of the heated seats. Then it was the TFT screens. And now they're talking about magnesium. <laughs> there is a massive shortage of magnesium that I'm going to share with you at some point in the second hour because you know, today we, we have three hours that you can talk to me about whatever you want. The number to call is 416-870-1050. And for those new to the show, you are listening to the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show. And the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan in Oakville Infinity. And believe it or not, we still have some cars left. We still have some cars left. Now, saying that, we need to be very, very, very careful on the way that we are going to sell the remaining vehicles that we have in inventory. So I'm going to share something with you folks that happened at the office this week. And um, the, um, I'm going to try to keep the names. Um, it's going to be different names, so nobody feels that I'm talking about them. 
Let's just call this guy Bill. <laughs> um, that is his real name. But anyways, so Bill called the store a couple of days ago, pretend, uh, saying that he was a wholesaler, and he wanted to buy one of our vehicles. And um, he wanted to pay cash for this car. And as many of you know, I try not to do business with wholesalers. I... I don't like to get involved with that sort of side of the business. I don't do it. I don't like it. There are some really cool wholesalers that I've met throughout my life, but they're far and few in between. And because I don't want to take the time to discern and to separate the good ones from the bad ones, I just don't, I just don't do it. Um, I use systems that will guarantee that the monies that I'm getting for the trade are adequate monies and that nobody is getting some side benefit from selling vehicles the back door of the dealer. So this person was told that no, we, we don't sell vehicles to wholesalers because there is a massive shortage of cars, new and used alike, and the person went away. The following day, uh, another person showed up at the store looking at the same vehicle, pretending to be a regular customer. Are you listening to the story, Ben? This is a pretty good story, okay? So listen to this. I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. You know, it's, it's important. And for those of you that are working in the car industry, you need to listen to this because this is happening a lot more often than you think. So this guy showed up at the store, and unfortunately, uh, I was, it was during my lunch hour. I was, um, you know, during my lunch hour, I go and find people to drop me on my head. So I wasn't at the store. So... This person asked the same question to my sales manager. And the sales manager, who is, he's, he's a beautiful man. He's also uh, very well trained in the ways of the force. So he, he knows what I would do if I were there. He immediately said, no, we do not sell wholesale vehicles or we sell cash vehicles. So you can finance it if you want, because this guy was pretending to be a regular customer. And the man said, well, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't show on the website. Well, you know, we reserve the right to sell the vehicles in whichever way we feel like it, so long as it's, it's in compliance with the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. I don't have to sell a car if I don't want to. But anyways, so this man pretended to call his wife, and um, he was visibly upset at the store. He started to yell at the staff because we didn't want to sell him the vehicle cash. He swore at the in the office, and uh, he eventually was asked to leave. So Bill was not a very nice character, if you know what I'm talking about. For those of you that know me well, I don't deal very well with people yelling at my store, especially yelling at my people. That's not a good thing. So anyways, I, I got a text from this Bill character, and um, the text said, Hey, Greg, I had a problem with one of your sales managers. Can you call me back? So, no problem. I called my sales manager first, and I said, What happened? And he told me, and the, the next question was this. Did you do anything that could be questioned? And my sales manager said, Greg, no. Great. Say no more, fam. I got you. So I called this Bill guy, guy back and, you know, he immediately said, oh, you know, I listen to your show all the time and, you know, blah, 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 and pretended to be my fan. So I said, okay, no problem. How can I help you? He says, well, I tried to buy a car cash and uh, they wouldn't let me. And I said, well, you know, because we, we have many people that are posing to be um, customers, but instead they are 
undercover dealers trying to buy vehicles so they can retail it, retail them out of their lots. Uh, we, we changed the policy. So we do not sell vehicle cash anymore. And uh, simply because we don't want to get into the situation in which uh, we are dealing with dealers instead of actual consumers. You don't happen to be a dealer, do you? And uh, he says, no, 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 I used, to, uh, I used to have a license, but I'm retired now. And I said, well, that's, that's not true because we, um, your license is still valid. We checked. He says, well, I have a building in Mississauga <laughs> that is used for automotive. So I said, so you are a dealer. Why are you lying to me? So this person went out of his way, pretending to be a regular consumer, trying to buy a vehicle from us and lying. Look, if you're a wholesaler and you want to buy a vehicle from me, no problem. Come down, have a discussion with me, and if it makes sense, I just may. I won't probably because I try not to do this, but at least be honest about it. So he said to me, I'm going to talk to Omvik. I said, don't worry about it. I'm going to have them on the show in the next couple of weeks. So you can just talk to them directly. As if I haven't built a career adhering to the policies and procedures of the ethical guidelines that the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry has. What sort of scam artist moron will literally go to my store? The guy with the microphone, the guy with the biggest automotive show in the country that can expose you by the full name. I'm choosing not to do that today because I'm being kind of nice. So folks, now if you have a say in the matter, call me. 416-870-1050. And if you work at a car dealership and something like this has happened to you, call me because I want to know what, what's going on out there. So this is one of the reasons why... We have decided to not sell vehicles cash anymore. There is a couple of reasons, but there are some things that are very, very relevant today, especially, especially in today's car business. We have no vehicles for you to buy. So if you are going to sell a vehicle to a customer, make sure that you are feeding one of your salespeople as opposed to just capitalizing on wholesale gross profit that only goes to the bottom line of the store and it doesn't go to keep your people employed. My responsibility is to put food on my salespeople's table. And that excludes wholesalers. I'm sorry, guys. There is only one wholesaler that I know that I would do business with, and he is a friend of mine, and I haven't sold him a car in years. But he's the only one that I know that is straight up. There's a lot of funky business going on in that side of the business. But anyways, so a couple of things that has come down the pipeline, and this is the reason why you do not want to be selling vehicles cash at your store, whether it's a new car or it's a used car. It does not matter. And if you are selling the vehicle privately, shame on you. Because if you listen to my show, you should know that selling vehicle privately is a very, very dangerous thing to do. Because you have to deal with those sketchy characters. They try to scam me. <laughs> and I know what I'm doing. Imagine when they try to do this to you. So a couple of things for you to remember. 
Number one, fake bank drafts. Fake bank drafts and certified checks are a big problem in Southern Ontario right now. So, for example, somebody comes in with a fake ID, they give you a fake bank draft, and it will take three, four, five days until the check clear. Guess what? By the time you realize that you have been taken for a ride, that car is in a container going to East Africa, or Central America, or South America, or wherever it is that they send these vehicles. So, it is virtually impossible for you to know that a bank draft or a money order or a certified check is legit until it clears the bank. And you do not want to do this, folks, because this may potentially backfire on you. If you release the vehicle, you may be out of the money and out of the car. And that is a big, big problem. You have to remember, folks, that if a dealership loses a vehicle that is fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand dollars, that right there could potentially be the entire profit that that store is going to make for an entire month, and some of them for more than a month. So this is a big risk. And if you're a dealer right now and you're still taking those chances, you are not paying close enough attention to what's going on in the marketplace right now, and you should. Another reason why you shouldn't be selling vehicles, cash. Because if you are not taking a bank draft, if you are not taking a certified check or a money order, then you are taking currency. Now, there's a couple of guidelines that need to, uh, you need to comply whenever you are taking actual physical money, cash. Is that if, if the customer pays you or gives you any more than $9,999, you need to declare this money to the Canadian Revenue Agency. If you are not doing that, you are committing or you are an accessory to commit fraud. And we've all heard this before. Oh, you, you buying a $50,000 car, you're paying cash for it? Oh, don't worry about it. Just bring me 10000 today, 10000 tomorrow, 10000 the day after, and so on and so on and so on. Meanwhile, you have no idea where this money came from. You are literally putting yourself and your business and the dealer principle of your store in harm's way because you are aiding a potential money laundering scheme. You can call it whatever you want, folks, but if you're not paying taxes on the money, you are laundering money. That's not a good thing. We all have a tax burden. Remember, we live in the People's Republic of Canada. Evading taxes is not a good thing. There is an incredibly scary number of wholesalers and dealers and exporters posing as actual customers buying vehicles from dealerships and buying vehicles from private sellers that are trying to outsmart the system, going into Kijiji, going into Auto Trader, and selling their prized possessions because you haven't driven a lot, so you want to sell the vehicle privately. And next thing you know, you meet the stranger at the local Tim Hortons and they give you cash. And guess what? What if the cash is fake? I have heard this past week alone of two or three different incidents in Ontario in which somebody bought a vehicle from a store with actual currency, cash, that was fake 
money and believe me you're not smart enough you don't know enough to determine what the difference is between the real money and the fake money and that is a big problem folks because i can tell you if this guy takes your vehicle and signs an ownership that doesn't even have their name on it and you sign the ownership over they take your car they give you fake money guess what by the time you realize that you have fake currency the car is gone the car is in a container but you're too smart right you don't want to deal with the dealers because you know dealers dealers are they're a bad bad bunch are you kidding me there aren't very many other with with the exception of one specific brand i would say that most dealerships are pretty good and safe places for you to do business with so if you, if i'm given the choice of getting $10,000 for a vehicle at a dealership when you trade it in, you just want to get rid of it. Or getting twelve dollars or $13,000 from some stranger on a parking lot in the middle of nowhere. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? And you know what the problem is going to be? The problem is this. You know, remember, everybody's trying to outsmart the system. You know, I've seen this a million times. So the guy sells the car for $10,000, Ben. $10,000 to give you the car. No problem. Here's the money. Fake money. Then let's write up a bill of sale. And, you know, with a pen, a piece of paper, that's right. I, you know, Greg Carrasco, sell the vehicle for blah. How much do you want me to put in here? <laughs> because they will never put the $10,000 on the fake bill of sale. They don't want to pay the taxes on the $10,000. So now they put, ah, you know, just, just write $2,000. Just write $3,000. So now you have a fake bill of sale with a fake sell amount with fake cash. So guess what? You realize that you've been scammed and you have no recourse. Zero. Because the guy's going to say, hey, I never pay you any more than $3,000. This is what the bill of sale says. You have no way to get your money back. And I don't know why this isn't any more clear to everyone, to everyone that's listening to the show. Selling a vehicle privately is one of the scariest things that I have ever done. And believe me, in the 13 years that I have the show, I have done this three or four times now to do a case study for the show. And the last time I did it, it got so dangerous that I decided not to do it anymore. Because if you have never seen me, I'm not a very friendly looking character. Right, Ben? I'm not a friendly looking character. Yeah, not <laughs> I don't even know how to how to go about that one. Stop, stop, stop. Be nice, be nice. I already have enough people telling me bad things about me. So, so I'm oh, not, not I'm not a there's there's worse there's there's more meme looking characters, Greg. Don't worry. Uh sure. I'm not a very friendly looking character and people are still trying to mess with me. Imagine you. Mom and pops from South Mississauga trying to sell a car at the local Tim Hortons. There are some very clever people out there, folks. And you need to pay attention. You need to make sure that you are not being part of a scam, that you are not contributing to a scam, and that you are not an accessory to get yourself into trouble. So dealers... Before you go into your sales meetings, because I know that many dealers in, in Southern Ontario listen to the show, you all listen to me. 
Right now, you need to make a call. Number one, I think the, you know, buying a car cash is one of the stupidest things that anyone can do with their money, but that's a, that's my personal opinion in, after so long in the car industry. But as a business, we have the judiciary duty to protect the interests of the owners of the store, of the dealer principals, of the staff. And on that basis alone, it should be enough reasons for you to stop selling vehicles cash right now. Because you don't want to be deciding, oh, this person doesn't look very credible, or that person looks, oh, you know. It, because you don't want to get into this, you need to have a policy. And the policy needs to be clear for the people that work at your location. The best way to have a policy that is clear is that you give it up right up front. Mr. and Mrs. Customer, because of these reasons, we do not do it. And guess what? When you ask a con artist at the store, are you a normal person? Are you a regular customer? Are you a nice human being? What do you think they're going to tell you? Oh, no, I'm just trying to scam you. <laughs> oh, you got me. They don't. They don't. How dare you? How dare you tell me this? I will call the Better Business Bureau. I am going to crucify you on social media. I'm going to go to Omvik and complain to everyone of what you're doing to me. That's what Bill said to me the other day. Of what you're doing to me. I will complain. You sound so nice on the radio show, Carrasco. And I said, I do. I'm not that nice. I am not that nice. So before you show up at a store and you try to scam an actual dealer that does this for a living, I'm not talking about the scamming part, the selling vehicles is what we do. You have to be careful because we know what you're up to. So all of you general managers, all of you general sales managers, new and used car managers out there, I implore you to put an end to this nonsense because this is happening. Wholesalers are coming to buy your vehicles and they are sending them to the U.S. And guess what? Canadian salespeople, Canadian customers are being left without a car. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. So we already got word of what's going to happen next month in the car industry. And it's very important that you listen to this. But before you listen to what's going to happen next month, and it's terrifying, and it's got nothing to do with Halloween, we need to take a very short break. This show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, and we are the home of the no commission salespeople. And guess what? We still have some cars left. Don't be a slacker. Come and see me. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. I might as well play some <laughs> hot destination music since we are trapped in the People's Republic of Canada. <laughs> we are we are arrested we can't get out what is happening out there look at the topic of conversation this morning on the show <laughs> and the closest that I'm going to get to uh, to the Caribbean right now is just through some Sean Paul and some Caribbean mix <laughs> playlist that Ben pulled out from the web that's awesome what was I talking about before the end of the show? That if you're selling vehicles cash right now at the store, you're not paying close attention to where your vehicles are going. Now, whether you care or not, I can't comment on that. But if I were you folks, I would not be doing it. I would not be doing it. 
put a disclaimer. Right now, there isn't a lot of cars, so you set the groundwork. Um, you know, one of my buddies, the, uh, the general manager at Orangeville Nissan, Jamie Patterson, I love the guy. He's a sweetheart. He just said to me, yeah, we had one of those ones this week. Fake ID. I don't think that the vast majority of the people realize how often criminals are testing car dealerships to try to scam us for something. It happens it, at any given point, at any given point in the province of Ontario, there is at least 10 dealerships every single day getting tested, you know, just getting prodded to see if there is a break in the system, if there is a break in the process. And something as simple as taking the driver license of the person that you're talking to and looking at the person with the driver license right beside and just confirming the identity is so unbelievably important. It wasn't that long ago that one of our salespeople went on a test drive with a sketchy character, but we don't discriminate. So we went, we went on a test drive with this sketchy was character. It, was, huh? it the guy, was it the guy at the underground parking lot at Loblaws talking about the <laughs> forerunner? <laughs> no, it wasn't him, man. But this guy was a sketchy character from the start. He took one of our Mercedes, used Mercedes on a test drive, and at the first stop sign, Another car came and boom, just hit the car from the back. And the moment the salesperson came out just to check the damage, both vehicles just took off. So they stole the, <laughs> they stole the Mercedes. Um, I was just happy that nothing happened to the sales guy. Now, ultimately, we ended up recovering the Benz. But this seems to happen a lot more often than people care to admit. 416-870-1050 is the phone number, folks. 416 870-1050 is the phone number. I want to know of your experience. I want to know if you agree or disagree with what I'm talking about. I want to know what you have to say about this. Now, look at this. Um, whenever there is a shortage of anything, a bunch of things can be expected. Do you remember, Ben, when we had a shortage of toilet paper? <laughs> oh, I remember it all too well. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid, so stupid, stupid time that was. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, there was a massive shortage of toilet paper, and everybody was going crazy. I'm talking, there were fistfights at the local longos here on Dundas and Trafalgar. <laughs> so I went to Home Depot, and I bought a bunch of bidets. So from that point on, the toilet paper situation disappeared from the Carrasco household. And I know that this is probably too much information for you, but I don't care. It's my show and I'll talk about whatever I want. <laughs> so there's a couple of things that you need to expect whenever there is a shortage of anything. First and foremost, you're going to find the selection virtually disappears. There is, there's no selection out there. Why? Because whatever is left is left. So you have to grab whatever is still on the shelves. Number two, the prices will go up. If there is not enough to sell, the retailers or the, the producers of these things, they understand that they need to make the, the, the money on whatever is left. And because there isn't a lot of that product, you need to make more on whatever product is left. It's very simple. Use Just because I don't have cars, it doesn't mean that I don't have bills to pay. It's called the fixed operational cost. If you don't know what that is, look it up. So the prices go up. Understandably so. The next thing that happens, 
the offers disappear. There are no incentives anymore because the only incentive that you need to buy this is your need to fulfill that problem, to fix the problem that you have sitting on your driver right now. Because your lease is up, your loan is up, your car croaked, your clunker doesn't start, and now you need a method of transportation, and you are at the mercy of the market. So there are no incentives. Next thing we know, Residual values, they don't need to be artificially solvented by the car manufacturers because believe it or not, all those cars that you're driving around right now with those really nice and cushy and low lease payments, those residual values are not real. I don't know what you've been smoking, but if you don't know that, you should. Residual values are artificially inflated by the manufacturer so they can give you a lower payment and again, If leasing was good for the population, car manufacturers wouldn't offer it to you, folks. People, you need to wake up. (laughs) You need to wake up. Oh, but I I will not be, I I will not be caught driving a car that is older than three years. Excuse me. Excuse me! Three years? Are you serious? The car is not even broken in yet. What's wrong with you? How insecure are you? You need a car, new car every three years. Stop it! There are other ways to validate yourself in our society. Driving a new car every three years is one of the biggest waste of money that I can possibly think of, other than paying cash for a car. So I'll tell you what is happening in the car industry right now, folks. And you have to mark my words. Because this will happen in every single car manufacturer for the month of November. This is Carrasco gospel that you're listening to. And if you listen to me right now, you are going to save thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And you may think that I'm using allegory. You may think that I'm exaggerating in what I'm saying to you. But no. I was telling you about this car shortage about six months ago and you guys were not listening. Before I tell you what's going to happen next month, we need to take another short break and thank our sponsors. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity and we are fortunate enough to know things. We know things. So we armed ourselves with a healthy amount of product so we still have some cars left. Because if you cannot touch the vehicle that you're driving, guess what? There is a very, very good possibility that you will not be getting this car for another five, six, or even seven months, or if you get it at all. Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity is where slacking number one happens to live. I live there right now. You need to come and see me. And don't show up empty-handed. You need to bring me a coffee. That is if, if it's before two o'clock in the afternoon. After that, a tea, a green tea, a chamomile tea. I'll drink a tea in the afternoon. That would be good. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Slackers, we are back. If you're just tuning in, folks, you are listening to The Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show. And this morning, we are dropping facts. Boom! Facts. We are spitting so many facts that people are getting nervous. This is the reason why I don't have a lot of friends in the car industry. People want to put a duct tape to my face. That's okay. I'm still the one with the microphone. 
And what I'm trying to do this morning is that I'm trying to save you some money, folks. Believe me. Because although the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, and I live there right now. We've been there for about two and a half years. And these are the best two and a half years that this store has ever, ever, ever had. I know that you may get a different impression of what I do because there are two versions of Carrasco. One is the one that you hear on the radio show talking about all sorts of different nonsense. Facts from time to time. But the other one is a classically trained businessman that fixes dealerships. We turn them around. We generate a profit. We grow customer satisfaction. We increase employee retention. That's right. We have a phone call right now, don't we? Oh, and by the way, if you have anything to say about the topic this morning, folks, call me, 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050 is the phone number. Who do we have on the line, man? Yeah, we've got uh, Stephen from Toronto on the line. Stephen, you're on the Great Carrasco Show. Stephen, how can I make your life better this morning? Stephen? Is Stephen there or is he gone? Uh, you know, we're while we get that he's there, but let's uh, we'll work on things here. And hey, listen, I am not the friendliest sounding. I think he's there. No, I can hear him in the background. Okay, sorry, let's... that's that's our uh, trainee Austin in the background. That's oh, our... no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's just move on. So, what I was going to tell you, folks, is this: um, at the beginning of the show, I was I was talking to you all, folks, about the sort of scams that are going on in the in the car industry right now, and because of the vehicle shortage, how it is a terrible, terrible idea for car dealerships to take cash deals. So, do not. My advice from a very humble yet very experienced and serious position is for you not to take any more cash deals. Period. Number two, we were discussing what happens when there is a shortage of, of anything. We brought up the toilet paper situation. So I'll tell you what's going to happen next month, folks. Listen to me. Come, come a little closer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a couple of secrets with you. I posted on social media maybe, uh, I would say four or five days ago. And I also posted it last month and the previous month. In the previous month, in the previous month, believe it or not. So it's, it's a little secret between you and I. All interest rates across Ontario are going up on every single vehicle. Period. Car manufacturers have, have no need of incentivizing the sales of vehicles that they don't have. So that car that you were looking at today, next week, is going to cost you more. No reason whatsoever other than the fact that there are no vehicles available. So every single interest rate is going up. So don't wait. Number two, productions are getting cut. So I speak on a personal perspective. We had vehicles in order. We saw a pile of cars for vehicles that were supposed to be built for the month of November. And guess what we heard? that the production is getting cut yet again. So a bunch of those cars that were supposed to be coming and delivered to you are not going to be made, period. So if you're looking for a vehicle and the vehicle is not there on the ground, the chances are that you are not going to get it. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Number three, if dealers are smart, they're going to start charging market adjustment fees. And I'll tell you why. Because they have to keep the lights on. 
If they have no, if they traditionally sell a hundred cars to keep the lights on in a car dealership, and now they only have 20 vehicles to sell, do not be surprised if dealerships are going to charge you a market adjustment fees. It happens in every single industry and no, it's not illegal folks. So long as this is disclosed to you, so long as this is disclosed to you, a dealership can sell you the vehicle for whatever they feel like. So why are you waiting? Why are you taking your chances by shopping still when we are telling you here, we, we have been telling you this for four months, folks, to not wait. So many dealerships have been forced to increase their internal prices on the vehicles that they're selling simply because they have nothing to turn the lights on and keep their people employed. So you may think of them as the bad guys, but they aren't. Because what is the alternative? Do we shut the store down? Do we lay people off for the month of November and December and probably even January and February? You know how many more families are going to be affected because of this? And you may say, oh, that's not my problem. Well, actually, it is. Because you're the one that needs the car. I have never seen anything like this before, folks. People are coming in and they're lucky to find what they were looking for in the first place because most vehicles are pretty much sold out. Like, for example, I, I have vehicles left still. Not a lot, but I have some vehicles left. There are no more cash guys. I have no more cash guys. So if you came to see me looking for a cash guy, I don't have them. That's it. And I cannot guarantee. I cannot guarantee that you're going to get one within the next two or three months. Because we don't know how many more production cuts will take place. So, on the other side of the hour... I'm going to advise you on, on a few things that are going to help you protect yourself in the eventuality that all these things that I'm predicting today materialize on November 1st. In, in the car industry, they call me Nostradamus. <laughs> Nostradamus. <laughs> I can see the futures. <laughs> What's that? Man of many nicknames. <laughs> I can see the future. Who would have ever thought that I was going to have Chuck Norris saying my name for the intro of the show? That right there is surreal, Ben. I, I tell you this, every time I hear him on the show, on the bed, I am Chuck Norris. It's like, what? Is <laughs> that actually Chuck Norris? Is this the guy... The dual Bruce Lee in the Coliseum and got a handful of his chest hair pulled up. Remember that scene? And the I think it was called the Enter of the Dragon. I think. I don't I don't you, think I saw it. Dude, man, you don't yeah, know what you're missing. That's classic cultured. martial arts cultured. movies, man. I was young when I was introduced to Bruce Lee. He made me fall in love with martial arts. We used to have this like collector's cards you know it, it was an it was an album that you would stick the cards onto it and they would give you different pictures of all the different martial arts and i still remember this this specific cards of some dude flying sideways towards the head of some other dude in a gi and i had no idea who that person was and only today like literally 43 years later now i know that it was a picture of helio and carlos gracie <laughs> demonstrating some flying 
kick to the head technique. It's amazing how much we miss. You know, we are gliding through life, wrapped around in a cocoon of narcissism, not even paying attention to what's happening around you. And next thing you know, you wake up and boom! You're 50. And you ask yourself, how the hell did I get here? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to make decisions. I'm trying to make grown-up decisions. And one of those ones was, you know, starting this week, I'm going to try to be a good person like 100% of the time. You know, Ben, this is a pretty big commitment that I made myself. I'm going to try to be, if I cannot make somebody's life better, at least I'm not going to make it worse. You know, if I cannot tell the truth, at least I'm not going to lie. You know, if I cannot impact somebody on a positive way, I'm not going to impact it at all. So I started this week. And man, it's been hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Because some people have a bad attitude. And I don't like people with bad attitudes. I react to bad attitudes. Especially in the car industry. So that Bill guy that showed up, and yelled at my staff, at my sales manager, at my internet manager, at the receptionist. You know that bill dude that I was talking about early, Ben? If I hear a peep from this guy again, I will tell everybody, <laughs> the dealership that he happens to own and work at, and he's not going to like that. He is not going to like that. Because this show is... It's heard by tens of thousands of people across Ontario and across the country. And then, for those of you that don't want to listen to commercials, you sign up and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Just click subscribe and this show lands on your phone weekly. We're going to take a short break, folks. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, we are the home of the no commission salespeople. It's 2021, folks, and if you're still paying commission when you buy a car, you are leaving money on the table, and you need to come and see me. I'm not going to tell you anything about specials, because the only thing that's special about our stores right now is that we still have some vehicles left. We'll be right back. It is time for Greg Carrasco! Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg. Just in case you missed it, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest 
automotive radio show that is mostly not about cars. If you have a question, suggestion, concerns, any issues, any beefs, any grievances with the planet, with the world, with the government, with the industry, with your wife, with your husband, this is your show. This is your show. And the number that you are going to call to get some moral support is 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050 is the number that you call this morning to talk about whatever is in your mind. I may not have the answer, but I can tell you for sure I will have an opinion. We have a caller right now. Who do we have on the line, Ben? Yeah, it appears that we've got our friend Stephen back. Stephen, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show. Steve, how can I make your life better this morning? Uh, hey, Greg, how are you? I'm well, thank you, man. Talk to me. <laughs> Greg, listen, I got a sure bet. Friday night, uh, Buffalo being beaten by Boston, Dallas beating L.A., and Toronto is going to beat San Jose. And guess uh, what happened? <laughs> what? Toronto lost to San Jose, and they had four days off. Can you imagine oh, being the coach of the Maple Leafs, uh, saying to themselves, <laughs> like, what's going on this here, is, pal? This, like, is, this is the wrong show for this. Oh, I know, I know. I'm dude, saying, dude, like, I'm you're, you're speaking, you're speaking Greek to me, man. I, I, am del- I don't even have cable in my house, brother. Uh, okay. So I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> okay, but Greg, Greg, here, here's something, too. You know, you're, you know that saying you said there's something happening here? Well, I yes. hope they don't. I hope you have that patented because you don't want that being said in prisons in China. You know, in the Western uh, with the Uyghurs. You know, there's something happening here. <laughs> you know what oh I mean? My. Like, I think that did you I, did you smoke something this morning, Steve? And you you just humor, you know, yeah. I, I I adore <laughs> the way you think. Is so funny when you talk about your kids to the people that don't know the show. I become a I I'm coming so accustomed to your show. Because I used to sell cars a long time ago, and I hated it. I did it for a year, and I had to quit it because in those days, the business was, it wasn't good. Um, and, Greg, just here to make you laugh, they just changed the James Bond film from No Time to Die, No Time to Sell. How about that one? <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, I love your show, and uh, I <laughs> thank just, just you, keep thank on doing what you're doing. <laughs> And keep on doing it because it's you're the funniest guy on radio. I wish oh, thank you, Steve. Thank you, brother. I really, I really appreciate it. But, dude, that was a bad batch of crack. <laughs> oh, Steve, we love you back, man. What was that? Ah, <laughs> oh, you see, I love Steve. Steve had the testicular fortitude to call the show. And share what was on his mind. 416-870-1050 is the number to call. If you have something on your mind, call me. I want to (laughs) know. But be prepared. Remember, this is my show. And if it doesn't make sense, (laughs) you're going to get called out. (sighs) There are so many people with things in their mind. You need to share it with me. 416-870-1050. Now... As we wait for phone calls, because I think there is another one. Do we have another phone call there, uh, Ben? Who do we have on the line? Yeah, we've got uh, George from Toronto. George, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show. George, how can the slacker number one make your life better this morning? Well, I'm not going to press your buttons here, Greg. And my, my uh, topic today is QR codes. Uh, I never think, thought I'd live long enough to 
see me assign one, but uh, people have to realize that these QR codes are only for a serfs, the little people. Because if you notice, they have a big conference in Scotland, the climate conference, and they've waived everything for the elitist, globalist uh, 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 people from the, the UN. No, uh, no quarantine, no passports required, no jab required, if you're there for the right reason. They're in your face about it too, Greg. They don't really care, you know what I mean? They're just in your face about it. It's incredible how people just uh, gleefully download these codes. So your, your name is no longer important. It's your code. And uh, I encourage people to look at uh, YouTube, a, girl, a guy by the name of Aaron Russo. He's a movie producer, from, produced the Trading Places movie. And he talked about, he was good friends with Nick Rockefeller years ago, and I saw this in 2005. He goes, there will be codes. We want to assign everybody a code, but don't worry about it. He goes, we're going to have a special one, the elite. And then they're in your face about it. Case in point, the uh, climate conference people, they're, they're, they're exempt of everything. No quarantines, no nothing because you're there for the right reasons and you're the right people. George, but, uh, you have a lot of things keeping you up at night, my brother. <laughs> a lot of things. You you know you, you can't you can't go down that rabbit hole because I can tell you, brother, you are going to go insane. I I I I I dabbed a little into that and I decided to just come back, crawl into my little car business hole and try to look at the world through those lenses. So I, I'm, I'm trying not to go absolutely insane with the insanity that is going on out there because I think that a lot of our criti critical thinking has been, I, I don't know what happened to it. I don't know what has happened to our cynicism. I don't know what has happened to our lateral thought because it's gone. It's gone. I saw two people arguing the other day, you know, one was wearing a mask inside of, I don't know, a, a, a store. And uh, one guy with a mask was yelling at another one with, without another mask, without the mask. And the guy without the mask said to the, to the mask person, said, does your mask work? And the guy said, yes. So then why are you worried? <laughs> you're, you're six feet apart from me. You're vaccinated. You have your mask on. Why are you forcing me to do something just for you to feel good about yourself? And I thought, man, this is a very, very interesting exchange. But George, trust me, man, don't do it. You know, have some CBD, sit on your couch, watch the squid game. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to find that your life is going to improve significantly. But, George, we love you back. Thank you so much for calling the Carrasco Show. And let's talk to Dominic in Bolton. If it's the Dominic that calls every show trying to buy a QX80 from me, I'm going to laugh. Is no, this Dominic, actually, the Dominic, or is another one? No, this is another one. Actually, I've only been listening to your show probably two or three weeks. And uh, actually, I enjoy it. I enjoy listening to you on Saturday mornings before I go to work. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate that. You know, this is a new fan of the show. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So my question, <laughs> How can I help you, man? To you is, yeah, my question to you is, uh, my lease is going to be expiring in August. Now, yep. what I'm looking for down the road, probably, I'm looking either for the uh, Range Rover Sport or the, I think it's the R8 um, Audi. Now, when should I start looking for these things? Because everybody's telling me, and even when I listened to your show about a week ago, you had mentioned that, hey, nobody's got inventory, and you better start looking now. So yep. should I be looking now? Uh, if I am looking to replace a vehicle within the next 12 months, I would probably 
place an order now. I'm not joking with this, Dominic, especially with those high-end vehicles. They are right. so depleted of any product on ground. Like I have a buddy that works at, um, at Richmond Hill Toyota. Uh, I've known him for a few years now. He sent me a picture of his lot. Empty, zero. There were no cars there. There was only one Corolla. And I would have laughed forever if it was a gold Corolla. But there was only one Corolla parked in that lot. So what I'm saying to you is this, that a lot of people are going under the premise that the the supply chain is going to overproduce product to catch up with the demand. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that you are going to be, we're going to be in a product shortage for the next two or three years. Because as the product is being rolled out, uh, Dominic, they are not being rolled out for the current customer. They're being rolled out for the customers that bought the car four or five months ago. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So right now the entire industry is playing catch up. And now for what we understand, there, there are other manufacturers, there are other products that uh, that are becoming short in short supply, like magnesium is what we were talking about. And uh, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to discuss this. Um, I would be probably looking at buying something now. And if you have a lease that ends next August, that's only what, nine months, 10 months? Exactly. Exactly. They will be more than, yeah. they will be more than happy to pull you out of that lease and shove you into a new car. So I don't know if I would wait. Yeah, I don't know if I would wait. I would probably come down. Right, because right now I have the BMW, and I'm sure they would put me into a new lease if I wanted to. Um, but I'm looking at going out of a BMW into a different uh, model, so I don't know if they'll let me get out early or they'll keep me right to the 39 months. Um, well, sure they they won't. BMW has become one of those protectionist car manufacturers that they don't allow people to trade in their vehicle somewhere else. So they are retaining all of their leases. So right. they are going to force you to pay your contractual obligation. So if gotcha. the dealership wants to get you out of that lease, they're going to have to make your remaining payments. Uh, and right. that way they benefit themselves because they, they get a vehicle early and they get all the payments up front. So there isn't right. a lot of – you see, this is one of the problems that I have with leasing, uh, Dominic, that you get yourself caught up in this cycle in which you are literally trapped. Because if you don't buy their product, when they tell you, you can never go anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've been stuck with them now for almost, I think it's been three, I've been, what, almost nine, ten years with BMW because, I, like you said, maybe I'm stuck. I, I, I guess I am in a way. Well, listen, I, really I mean, you're not, not going to get the dealer to pay for your remaining payments right now. That's, no. You see, that's yeah. a perk that you have when there is an overabundance abundance of product in the marketplace, but they're not going right. to do it right now. So if they are going right. to make your payments, they're going to tack them on onto your lease. And believe it or not, that may not be a bad thing, because if you wait until the end of the lease, you're going to be stuck again with another BMW. Now, that is assuming that you look at your relationship with BMW as you being stuck. BMW products are good cars, man. Don't, you know, I'm yeah. not going to say anything yeah, yeah. bad about no. BMW. They're nice cars. No. I'm driving one right now, yeah. and, yeah. and I love the car. Um, I, I love the car. So they're, they're phenomenal product. But, you know, from time to time, people like to drive new things, right? Sure. Uh, but that, they don't like that. That's what it is. They don't like that. Ten years I've been driving <laughs> the, uh, the X5. So I'm looking at something. Now, real quick before I, let, uh, I go, um, what would you, what, uh, what's your opinion or what would you recommend it between the Range Rover and the, 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 the new, that, I like that R8 from uh, Audi. It's a sharp-looking SUV, sharp-looking car. Which one you, you know, the, R, the R8 SUV? No, I, I think that's a, that's a sports car. Yeah, it, well, no, they make that. Oh, the Q, uh, the, the Q. Huh? Is it the Q8? Maybe it's the Q8. Yeah, the Q8. The 
the QA. I'm sorry. It is the QA. Yeah, the QA. Yes. You know, look, I mean, that's, for what I understand, that is the same um, chassis as the Lamborghini SUV. Uh, I think is, I think is beautiful. <laughs> you know, I have issues with people spending a ton of money on cars, man. I mean, please forgive me. Buying a car is the biggest waste of money that people have. <laughs> and uh, I happen to I be in an industry. <laughs> well, yeah, because I see it. And, you know, I, I think that – look at it this way. Okay, hold on a second. Now, you, I want you to hear me out for a second, and, and then we're going to go to Jay and Thornhill. But, Dominic, if you buy yourself a $20 swatch, okay, from Walmart – a $20 swatch watch from Walmart, and you get yourself a beautiful $50,000 steel Daytona with a black face that is impossible to get, which is the holy grail of all watches right now. They both do essentially the exact same thing. So the only reason why you get the Rolex is because you're looking at collecting. With cars, it's a different story. You know, I understand that at some point in, in our lives, we need to, you know, fine, you made it, you have some money, you want to drive something nice, go for it. But understand that you are wasting a ton of money. And right. if you are okay with wasting a ton of money, then make yourself happy. I'm not here, I'm not going to stop you. Now, in my opinion, I, I like the looks of Range Rover significantly better than the SUVs from Audi. But this is okay. a personal, aesthetic preference. You know, you like, a, I have a type. <laughs> and my type is Range Rover. They make no sense. But I, if I were to look at those two looks, I would take, I, I would take a Range Rover in a heartbeat. Simply because I think that those are boss cars. You know, the, right. when the boss shows up, that's what they show up with. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I, I always try to get myself a G-Wagon in the wintertime. I love those stupid things. They make no sense, Dominic. No sense. Right. right. It costs 150 to $200 to fill up the tank, depending on the kind of gas that you use. Uh, you get mm -hmm. 350 kilometers out of the tank. The vehicle has got the aerodynamics of a piano, and uh, it makes no sense. But... <laughs> You have the intangible. <laughs> you have the je ne sais quoi that the, the G-Wagon gives G-Wagon owners. So if I were to choose between the two from a quality standpoint, I do think that Audi provides you a better quality. But from a look standpoint, I do think that the Range Rover is a phenomenal car. You can't go wrong with those things, man. I like it. I like exactly what you say. It's a boss car, and that kind of is kind of convinced me to go with the Range Rover. I like that. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I hope that Thanks. my opinion means something to you. And keep listening to the show. We love you right back. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was really nice talking with you. Have a nice day. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, brother. Wow, folks, look, you know, you ask the question, I'll give you the answer, and you're going to get a straight answer from arguably. Not only the most famous car guy in Canada, and I'm talking about the car industry. I know that Nav Bhatti is more famous than me, but he's famous for being famous. Nav is a good friend of mine. He's also a good guy. But he's a rock star. He, went, he hit the stratosphere. You can't even hang out with him anymore. People are just like, hey, can I take a picture? That happens to me like a few times a month. With Nav, it happens like 50 times a day. It doesn't matter where he goes. The dude is a rock star. But when it comes to cars, 
when it comes to car knowledge, when it comes to the culture of the car industry across the country, this is where people go. They come to the Carrasco show because we are Canada's largest automotive radio show. So, folks, I need to take another sip of my drink here. And while I do that, we are going to take a short break. And do not forget that you must support the sponsors of the show. I happen to live at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. I have no life. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. It's 2021. Why are you paying commission, folks? What's wrong with you? Don't do it. Come and see me, Oakville Nissan, Oakville Infinity. We still have some cars for you. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Marcus just made it to the show. <laughs> I was getting uh, sad. Marcus, I don't think come that here, buddy. was you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, he's, you know, he is the uh, the guardian of the uh, the Carrasco realm. That's part of his name. You, um, have I ever told you his full name? Uh, his, not his full name, no. His his full name, I mean, his friends call him Marcus, but uh, his name is Marcus Maximus Decimus Meridius Aurelius Carrasco, um, <laughs> commander of the legions of the north and protector of the Carrasco realm. That's his full name, but, you know, his friends call him Marcus. And, you know, I, I figured that I have to give, you know, my dog a, a boost of confidence. He's a little guy. He's only five pounds soaking wet. He's ferocious. Don't be fooled by his size, man. He'll rip your limbs right off your body, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> and he has a mohawk and he looks stupid. That's my dog. Anyways, we have Jay from Thornhill. Jay, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show, and how can I make your life better this morning? Uh, we might be having a little bit of trouble getting Jay on the line, but he is here. We'll uh, we'll work on that, and we'll let you know when we mm, have him. It's okay. okay. You know, Jay's been trying a few times, so don't worry about it. Now, folks, if you have any car questions about buying cars, selling cars, leasing cars, uh, returning a vehicle, getting a, your trade appraised, uh, or you have a problem with somebody or something or anything with the universe, you call me. This is the show where we all congregate and we go through life together. And I'll talk to you from the position of someone that doesn't know what the hell I'm doing with my life. So I'm trying to figure this out as I go along. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. The number to call is 416-870-1050. Again, 416-870-1050. I'm gonna, this is the last time I try with Jay. After that, I'm hanging up on you. Jay, how can I we make your life better this have. morning? How you doing, um, Greg? I just actually started listening to Actually, half an hour ago, first time. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm just calling. I'm just here going to work right now. Um, I'm, call, I'm I'm driving a Mazda right now. It's um, I probably got a couple more months. So I was wondering, like, I don't know nothing about pickups. What's, um, what's a good pickup for economic, family, comfortable, and a good range price? Because I heard you're talking about the big boss and everything. But um, I'm not no. I'm just gonna. I'm just a dumber guy. Just. Try to get a nice pickup. Okay, so you know, here is a question for you: um, How many people are there in your family? I got four, two kids, so four. Two kids. So most pickup trucks are not that family friendly. Okay, oh, just okay. most. 
And if you want to get into a family-friendly pickup truck, then you're not getting into family-friendly finances <laughs> because those okay. two are on the opposite side of the spectrum. So if you want something economic that you can put the family in from time to time to do things, then yeah. there is a couple of options for you. Uh, is that what you're looking for? Yeah, exactly. Exactly what you're saying. Okay, so then you need to make it down and probably have a look at the new uh, Ford Ranger uh, at the um, uh, the Canyon. Uh, the new Nissan Frontier just came out, and if you haven't seen it, you probably should. Uh, the Toyota uh, Tacoma is, um, is is arguably the best pickup truck in the segment, but it's also by far the most expensive one of them all. So if you want to get somewhere in between, there is where the frontier lies. The only problem is that there are not frontiers on a single dealership across Ontario because they're sold out. That thing landed and boom, they were all gone. It's amazing how big the market is for compact pickup trucks in the marketplace right now. So uh, those are the ones that I would ask you to look at. But um, I think that if you are looking at anything within the next six months, I would probably not wait. Like if you tell me that you're not looking for another two months, don't. Just go now. Go to a local store and buy one right now. Put a deposit and take delivery of one two months from now. But if you wait two months from now, then you're going to have to wait another two, three, maybe even four months until your vehicle arrives. So that's not a good thing, okay? Is Jay gone? But um, yeah, you said that they're all gone. Yeah, that's right. And then, you know, um, next year, how you know when they're coming back? And well, they are coming back, but again, like I, like I just finished saying, Jay, next year when the vehicles do come back, they're going to be coming back to fulfill the orders of the people that are buying the vehicles today. Ah, okay. So okay. you are behind. So you need to place your name on the list. Only when your name is on the list, you may have the chance of getting a vehicle delivered to you. Because until that happens, you are you have no place on the line. So yes, it's like exactly. you know you you pre-order your iPhone 13, which happened to be sold out everywhere. Anyway, so, but anyways, uh, if you want to come down and see me, I can put you on the list on the waiting list for okay. uh, for one of the frontiers. And what I, if you stay listening to the show, Jay, I'm going to give the listeners some good pointers to make sure that you actually get a car in this crazy automotive shortest time that I've never seen before. Jay, thank you so much for calling the show, man. I really thank appreciate you, you putting your trust in me. No problem, man. Thank you. Man, that was hard to get Jay on the line there. 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050 is the phone number that you need to call if you want to talk to moi, to the slacker, to the one that is going to punch holes in your argument, to the one that's going to disagree with you, and spit some facts. And that's what you want. Ruthless, insensitive facts that are going to set you straight in whatever it is that you're planning to do when it comes to automotive. The rest, <laughs> the rest, I don't know, man. Don't take my advice, I promise. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure it out. So here is a couple of things that I wanted to talk to you. Uh, if you happen to be in the market for a vehicle and you want to guarantee that number one, you don't, um, uh, that you are not left behind and, uh, hold on a second. I need to type this here. Um, that you are not left behind because what's happening right now is that we are running out of vehicles aggressively, super fast. And, um, within the next three or four weeks, there will be no vehicles on the ground. Okay. So 
these are few of the things that you can do to guarantee the dealership that is selling you a vehicle is actually going to pick you to give you a car. Number one, finance the car. Dealers don't like cash deals. Dealers don't like leases. Dealers don't like those things. And you may disagree with me. I don't care. I'm just telling you the mindset of 99.9% of the dealerships across the province of Ontario, if not the country. And if you have a dealer that has a sales manager that has been brainwashed by the manufacturer that is still pushing leases, they are going to wake up at some point and they're going to try to steer you away from leasing or paying cash for a vehicle. So if in the hierarchy of preference, okay, in the hierarchy of preference, dealers by and large will prefer if you are a finance customer. You are a long-term customer. You are going to maintain your vehicle because people that finance things have the proclivity of looking after their product better. It's like if you're renting a house, you're not going to care as much as if you own the house. That is a very basic principle. So as a finance customer, it's a better customer for most dealers than a lease or a cash customer. Okay, number one. Number two, get yourself an extended warranty. Why is this so important in a time in which there are no vehicles available out there? Hold on a second. Let me take a sip of my uh, delicious Caribbean blend scotch. Stop it. Yes, scotch, and it's 9.30 in the morning. I'm in the comfort and safety of my house, and this is my show, and um, I happen to still get the jitters before I go and talk to you, especially since... The slacker Ken Stapon left the show, and I am left with my producer, Ben, who happens to be a rock star, but now I have to carry three hours of the show with stream of consciousness. you got to remember that this is not scripted. So sometimes a little sip of a little something-something is going to help the flow of things, if you know what I'm saying. There you go. Why is it that buying an extended warranty is an important thing? But there are many different reasons. Number one, the dealership can make a little bit of money because every time they sell you something, there is a margin on it. So let's not kid ourselves. The dealership will make a little bit of money when they sell you an extended warranty. But more importantly, when you finance this vehicle, by having an extended warranty, you are essentially guaranteeing that you will not have any surprises for the duration of that finance contract. Since this shortage of product is going to last for years, you are saying, okay, I am committed to the dealer, I am committed to this car, and I am committed to the relationship that I have with the store, and I'm going to make sure that this lasts for years and years and years, and boom. Next thing you know, you have a second upper hand on your waiting list to get a vehicle. First one, finance the vehicle. Second one, buy an extended warranty. Third, third, and this is a big one. And it's important. And I know some of you won't like it, but I don't care. Leave a huge deposit. Because dealers understand 
that the level of the commitment that you have to this particular purchase is directly related to the size of the deposit you're giving them. It doesn't mean that you're going to leave all those that deposit as money down, but it does mean that you are 100% committed to taking delivery of that car. A $500 deposit should not be taken in this day and age. Today, if a dealership is taking a $500 deposit on the sale of a vehicle, there are a bunch of amateurs. Like, stop, fire yourself, go home. Go home. Even a thousand dollars. You're an amateur. Go home. <laughs> so if you want to put yourself in front of the line, I'm giving you all the cues here, folks. Leave a huge deposit. Put a five thousand dollar deposit on it. Who cares? Wait for it. They will give you the car. And when it takes the time for you, the time comes for you to take delivery of this machine. You don't have to leave the $5,000 deposit. You can leave a $1,000 deposit or you can leave no deposit at all. You can get the money back. That's not a problem. But this shows the level of commitment that you have of taking delivery of that car. Next, buy something that you can touch something that you can see, something that you can feel, something that you can smell. All I'm saying to you is that you need to buy something that is an inventory. Because that, <laughs> that way, if you combine all the previous items that I just told you, if you buy something that happens to be in stock, the dealership will release it to you. The dealership will release it to you. Remember, right now, dealerships do not have the obligation to sell you a car. They can pick and choose the type of customers they want to be associated with. And there is not a single thing you can do about it. Why? Because they are independent private enterprises. So what you want to do is that you want to provide them with the cleanest hand and say, here, I am a good customer and this, these are the reasons why. And when you go in there and you look at whatever little tiny non-existent selection they have left, Touch it and say, here, this is the car that I want. If you are unable to buy something that is sitting at a dealer lot, and you have to take something that is incoming, the next best thing to do is to buy something with a VIN number attached to it. I'll repeat this. If you are unable to find something on ground from this dealership you've chosen to give your money to, the next best thing to do is to buy something with a VIN number attached to it. At least you know that the vehicle has already been produced and now it's not a matter of if the vehicle is coming, it's a matter of when the vehicle is coming. Because when the, once there is a VIN number attached to it, the vehicle has already been manufactured. And that is very, very, very important information, folks, that many of you don't even know what is, goes on in the background of a car dealership or car manufacturer relations with a dealer. The next thing that needs to happen, don't wait. Do not wait. Every single day that you wait for you to make a car buying decision is the day that you are paying more and more and more and then some more for the same car that you could have bought today. 
also every day that you wait to make that decision is another day on the other side of this transaction that you're going to have to wait and wait and wait to take delivery of a vehicle that may never come around because it was never built. And you're going to say to me, I'll make the decision whenever I feel like it. Okay, no problem. I'm not going to stop you. Dealers are not going to your house and saying, here, let me see if I can do this. Hello, you want to buy a car today? We're not Bible salespeople. You're coming to us. Don't wait. I'll tell you another reason why you shouldn't wait. There is such a massive shortage of vehicles for sale in the province of Ontario and across Canada and the United States that your trade-in, that clunker that has been sitting on your driveway collecting dust when you have junked inside, junk inside your garage. That's the funniest thing, man. You know, people protect from the element junk in the garage and they leave a $100,000 piece of automotive wonder sitting outside in the cold and the snow just getting beat up by the elements. Do you understand the level of ridiculousness that that brings to life in general? Never mind the fact that this beautiful $100,000 car that you have parked on that driveway, 96% of its life is parked somewhere. So it's the most expensive driveway ornament ever in the history of ornaments. Sorry, I digress. What I'm saying to you is that the, the shortage of vehicles is so alarming that prices for trade-ins has never been as high as they are right now. If you are sitting on a car on your driveway that you are not driving at this, at this point, you are literally just sitting on a pile of cash that you can capitalize on right now. So if you go in your driveway right now, while you're listening to the show, and you look at a car and you haven't driven it in the last six months, bring it to me, I'll buy it from you. I'll cut you a check on the spot and I'll buy it from you and I'll give you pretty close to retail, if not retail, depending on what you drive. If it's a gold Corolla, I reserve the right to pay market value for it. If you have any Toyota at all <laughs> that you're not driving, you're crazy. You need to trade it in, cash your money out. Cash your money out. Why are you sitting on a car that you never used? Use the car for the rule, not for the exception. And if you have a vehicle sitting there for those two or three times a month that you use, you're paying insurance 30 days a month, you are suffering depreciation 30 days a month. It doesn't make any sense for you to keep that vehicle there, sitting, depreciating, not using it. Bring it to me. I'll buy it off of you. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll make you an offer. It doesn't matter the brand. It doesn't matter the year. It doesn't matter the kilometers. It doesn't matter what that vehicle is. You bring it to me. I will give you cash. Like the cash man. Except that I don't have strippers on my commercials dancing in the background, making money rain. <laughs> Like the cash man. Uh, I don't know how he gets away with those commercials, Ben. I could never get away with those commercials. Next. If you happen to be sitting on a vehicle that you're not using right now, you owe it to yourself, bring it to me. And if you're not going to sell it to me, at least I'm going to appraise it for you and you are going to have an accurate 
understanding of the actual transactional value of this vehicle that you have to trade in somewhere else. So this way you know if somebody's taking you for a ride or not. Why? Because I will put my stamp on it. And my appraisals are true appraisals. I will pay the money for your trade whether you buy a vehicle from me or not, which is a very, very important thing to do. Because if somebody's giving you more money, if you buy the vehicle from them, guess what? They're playing around. They're playing around. I will only give you this if you buy the car from me. Oh, really? So if I go and buy it somewhere else, you wouldn't buy my trade? Sure. So you are just playing. And you don't want to deal with dealers that are playing. That's not a good thing. And last, something that cannot be omitted from this segment, because I'm trying to teach you ways that you're going to save yourself some money before the prices go up next month, before the interest rates go up next month, before the residual values go down next month, before the price increases and the dealer market adjustment fees are going to start getting charged. You need to take advantage. This is the last point of this. You need to take advantage of the low interest rates while they still last. Because I can tell you folks, 0% does not exist in the wild. 0% is a figma of car manufacturers' imagination in which they go to the Bank of Canada, they go to the lending bank, they go to the lending institution and say, here, I'm going to buy the rate down from the standard posted rate, which is 4.9 or 5.9 or whatever happens to be at the time, and we're going to give you thousands of dollars to buy that rate down to zero so our customers can get the benefit of paying zero interest for the duration of this loan. But many people are confused. They think that the zero percent is real. They think that paying 1.9 percent is too much. <laughs> I, I always laugh when people tell me, what, what's the interest rate? Um, 2.9%. That much? <laughs> what? What are, you, what are you talking about? 2.9% is less than the prime rate. Yes. 2.9, 1 1.9, 0.9, 0% interest rates, they do not exist in the wild. And those interest rates are going to go away. You remember what I'm saying, folks. The car industry prophet Nostradamus is speaking this morning. I am making predictions that are going to impact each and every one of the lives of anyone that is buying a vehicle within the next year. And if you listen to me, if you listen to the Carrasco Gospel here on Slacker Nation Radio, TSN 1050, every single Saturday morning from 8 to 11 a.m., you are a wise human. You are taking advantage of 30 years worth of wisdom, car wisdom. Folks, you are listening to the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan in Oakville Infinity, and we still have some vehicles left on the ground. And if I have it my way, this month, Oakville Nissan, and perhaps even Oakville Infinity, we will be the largest Nissan and Infinity retailers in the province of Ontario, if I have it my way. And that is unheard of because Oakville is a little tiny town. We all know we live here. We are fighting and punching way above our weight class. 
Stay tuned, folks. We're going to take a short break. Call me, 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050. Whatever you want to talk about, the phone lines are open. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to the Carrasco Show. Slacker Nation. You know who you are. I love each and every one of you slackers listening to the show. Except one. There is one of you. But I know you're listening. That I don't love you. There's no love for you. There's nothing for you. Just you. But the rest... I love you all. We have a bunch of phone calls, folks. And if you have a car question, this is the show that you need to call. 416-870-1050 is the phone number. We have Andrew. Andrew, how can Carrasco make your life better this morning? Hey, morning, Dave. I just was introduced to your show through a friend. I have a second car. I've got a, I got a full electric Nissan Leaf. It's 2019. It's got 40,000 kilometers on it. What do you think the resale is on something like that with... Electric cars I, becoming more popular. Are you, are you sure that you're calling the right uh, show, though? Because, you know, you call me Dave, and that's not my name. <laughs> Greg, sorry about that. My <laughs> there you Greg. go. And now Greg. you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, for being understanding. Yeah, sorry about so that. here's a question for you. Uh, it is, yeah. uh, what model leaf is it? Is it the S Plus, the SL, SL Plus, SV? Which, which one is it? It's the SV. It's the SV, and it's blue. The SV is 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 it, is it the SV or SV plus? SV. Okay. So what do you want to know? I'm just worried. Like, uh, what do you think it's worth? As you, far as you talking about buying cars from people, is there a huge demand? Like, is there a shortage of these vehicles out there in all brands? Is there is a shortage of vehicles? Period. I mean, there is not um, there is there is not a, a, a big supply of vehicles right now in the marketplace. I can tell you. So, uh, do you own do you own it outright? I do. Yes, I own it outright. Yep. Um, I would say that your vehicle is probably worth maybe twenty twenty one thousand bucks. Okay, good good to know. Yeah, I paid thirty for it used. About two years ago, I bought it as a commuter car. That's not bad, vehicle. man. That's not bad at yeah, all. No, I got a good deal. Yeah, I got a good deal on it. Um, a deal fell through at a dealership, and it was an off-brand. I bought it at an Acura dealership um, yeah. in North York, and it, was, it wasn't their brand, so I think they just wanted to get rid of it. So, yeah, I got a good deal. Yeah, I did. So, let me ask you something. Why are you sitting with a car that you own outright? Uh, well, I bought the car, and I was making payments. And I bought the car as a commuter vehicle. My work location changed and uh, for a couple of years, and that my, I'm retiring in about eight months, so that's going to change. So that's why I'm 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 thinking about getting rid of the car at that time. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, all I'm saying to you is that you know you don't drive enough to have an electric vehicle make a, a big difference in your life. You simply don't. Yeah. Forty thousand kilometers in 2019. The vehicle is three years old, so you're driving thirteen thousand kilometers a year. You barely drive. So what I'm saying is this: you should probably get rid of that car, cash the money out, and get yourself into a small vehicle with very, very, very small payments, and just ride that out. Yeah. Do you do you not think it's a good idea to own a car outright? No, I don't. I, I never yeah, have. Okay, use, no, yeah, use somebody else's money to carry that, that machine. You see, especially when, when interest rates are so low. Look at it this oh, way. Yeah. If, you, if you finance something right now, I mean, for the time being, there's still interest rates that are as low as 0.9 or 1.9. And, right. you know, you know if, if you take the advice, for example, of Money Mike, 
Money Mike right now, I know that he can get you seven, eight, nine percent return on your money. I know that those things are not guaranteed. But why would you want to tie up your money to save one percent when you can invest the money and make three, four, five times that amount of money in return? It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you don't want to tie up your cash on a depreciated asset. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, and I've, I've invested in that way too, so I do understand what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Definitely. listen, if you want to sell your leaf, come and see me, Oakville Nissan. We are there for you. Thank you so much for the phone call, man. Okay, I, I really appreciate it. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. Thanks, man. Let's talk to George in Mississauga. George, how can Carrasco make your life better this morning? Oh, how are you? I'm well, thank you, man. What's happening? I got a nine. I got a 2019 Volkswagen Jetta. Okay. 70,000 kilometers on it. And I was just wondering what it was worth. Uh, what model Jetta is it? It's just a regular Jetta. Okay. And how many kilometers you have? 70,000. 70,000 kilometers. Uh, let's see here. Is it the Comfort Line, the ex Executive Line, or the High Line? It's just the regular Jetta. The Comfort Line. Okay. The yes. base one. Now, is it paid off? I owe about $5,000. Five thousand dollars in this thing, and then you have seventy thousand kilometers. Let me see. Let me see what what the vehicle is worth. I'm just, you know, this is an interesting exercise. Um, well, let me put it to you this way: the um, there there is in, within a fifty kilometer radius, there is about thirty five of these things for sale. Okay, so oh. there's it's an overabundance of this thing in the marketplace. Now, the right. one thing that you have going for you is that it's a Jetta. Jetta has a pretty good rep in you know street rep. The bad thing that you have going is that you have 70,000 kilometers because the average kilometers for a vehicle like yours in the marketplace is only 46,000. So you have almost double the kilometers. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So on, on that basis, you, your vehicle is probably worth about thirteen and a half, fourteen thousand dollars if you trade it in. If you sell it privately, you can probably get about 16 16.9 for it. So I would, okay. I think that you're better off just train it in, or, or just what do you think? Just maybe just keep it, or well, you 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 can. Uh, you have payments on it, right? Yes. How much money do you owe on it? Five thousand. Well, look at it this way: you have some positive equity on it, so you have close to nine thousand dollars worth of equity that you can use as a down payment for the next car. Then you, that vehicle will never be worth as much money as it is today. Now, I can almost guarantee you that you don't have an extended warranty on that car, do you? No, I do not. Okay, so you are completely out of warranty. So that's something that you need to take into consideration. Uh, I think that if you're going to keep it long term, I would say yes, go for it, because no one should be changing cars that often. But if you don't have an extended warranty, you're fully exposed right now, and that is a bad decision to make. So, George, thank you so much for calling the Carrasco Show. And if you want to sell the car, come and see me. I'll buy it off of you. But um, right now, folks, we're going, we're going to take a very, very short break. And we're going to leave the lines open. If you have any question about anything, specifically the car industry, but it doesn't have to be, call me, 416-870-1050. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And our claim to fame today is that we still have inventory. When you come and see me, you do not have to wait if you buy, obviously, something that I have in stock, whether it's Nissan or Infinity, We'll be right back after the break. It is time for Greg Carrasco. Kick it. Whoa, what's the Greg Carrasco show? Get this party on the road. How fast can this ride go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests. 
coast to the west Who knows who he has next At Greg Carrasco Trending Twitter like a bomb Tens of thousands on his lawn He's even followed by your mom what? Broadcasting live Here is your warning The topics are flowing Every Saturday morning Car talk like Sherlock The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock Movie talk on a boardwalk Shoot facts like a tomahawk So entertaining Turn up the station There's no more waiting This show is beginning It's too late to escape Let's go Here's your host Greg <coughs> And we're back. You are listening to Slacker Nation. This is the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show. That is mostly not about cars, but this morning we are we're just trying to be helpful. This morning we're trying to hook people up. We're, we're hooking people up with practical knowledge that can be applicable to your day-to-day life in relation to your relationship with your car. You're going to have a relationship with a car from 16 years old until the doctor says, ain't, ain't, grandma, you can't keep driving. It's not good. I still remember, you know, with my ex-wife's grandmother, I used to go visit her secretly all the time. I love that lady. One day I showed up at her, at her house. I went, I used to go and have lunch with her because when I was working at 401 Dixon East, and this is years ago, she used to live in South Etobicoke. So it was literally around the corner. So she was in her nineties and she was alone all the time. Canadians are terrible for these things. They leave their, all the people alone. Like they just shove them in senior home and they don't see them again. I'm, They're terrible. I'm you know, a, I would be the great, <laughs> what's that? Sorry. I'm just getting a kick out of this topic because yesterday, <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Twitter account uh, dudes posting their W's, but no. this guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy gets a text from I guess like his ex-girlfriend or or whatever ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, ex-fiance, and it's like, can you stop playing playing chess with my dad on Messenger? It's disgusting. <laughs> we broke up over a year ago, and the guy replies with, "Just because I lost my queen doesn't mean I need to give up the king." that's funny i've seen that before it's hilarious but you know somehow northern cultures are terrible with their seniors i would be like the perfect grandson or son because i love old people you know seniors are cool seniors are badass man think about the stuff that they've seen throughout their life there is this guy that comes and see me i'm not gonna say his name because he's gotta be in his mid-90s He's an engineer. He still walks around with his ring. He's all proud. He used to be a motivational speaker. So every time he comes and sees me, he tells me dirty jokes. He makes me laugh. And he always has problems with this car. I don't care. He comes in. We look after him no matter what. But anyways, I used to go and visit <laughs> my, my ex's grandma because she, was, she used to live by herself. She was in mid-90s and she still drove. She had like a... An 84 Tempo or something. <laughs> she had one of those old, old cars with no kilometers. I think it was brand new. And one day I showed up and there was a, um, a recycling bin <laughs> stuck underneath the car. I said, Grandma, 
What happened with the recycling bin? She said, "What recycling bin?" <laughs> she never knew that she'd been dragging it for <laughs> for days. Probably she had no idea. So you're gonna have a relationship with your car for fifty, sixty, seventy years, depending on how long you're allowed to drive. In understanding the little tiny idiosyncrasies, the little intricacies of the car industry, and how to get a car, how to service a vehicle, how to maintain a vehicle is so important. And in the long term, this show could potentially save you more money than any other show that you could possibly be wasting your money watching on Netflix. Especially those of you watching Squid Game, <laughs> and everybody's talking about. Anyways, so what we do here on the show, I try to take an objective look at the life that humans have in relation to a car dealership, and I try to take the lid off the dealership. I try to give you a look inside and see what goes on inside a car a car store. Now, many of you have stereotypes. Many of you have. Ideas and myths about car dealerships that are no longer true. Believe it or not, they invented something about. I think it was about what twenty-one, twenty-two years ago. Uh, this little, almost unknown device, this system, they invented this that eliminated a lot of the problems that came to obscurity on. The way that dealerships were treating people, I think that I think they call this thing the internet. Is it is it not what they call it now, Ben? They call it the internet. So the moment the internet was invented, it was the great equalizer, because now businesses that were not doing right by their customers had to be held accountable, and they were held accountable publicly. And then people started to talk about reviews, and reviews used to be a learning experience. Reviews used to be a place in which you would write down your constructive criticism, so we can improve the performance of our stores. Now they're used as a sucker punch in the last way out. If you don't get what you want, just I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write a review. The whole world is gonna know how you did me wrong because you made me wait an additional two minutes. You know how good your life is when waiting an additional two minutes gets you upset. You clearly have never lived anywhere else. You clearly have never been stuck on public transportation downtown Santiago and having to go to the bathroom. That's probably too much information for all of you folks, but that's just a quick reminder of how easy life is up here, and we should not take anything for granted. So, I come to you as a problem solver. So, if you have any questions about buying a buying a car, selling a car, leasing a car, trading a vehicle. Repairing a vehicle. If you have a beef with a car dealership and you need an answer, the number to call is four one six eight seven zero ten fifty. Four one six eight seven zero ten fifty is the phone number. And guess what? If you don't want to listen to the commercials on the show, because I know we need to have commercials. That's how radio stations make their money. 
You can always subscribe to the podcast. So go to iTunes podcast and punch in the Greg Carrasco show and you're going to get this weekly. Or you can go to Google podcast and you can also get it weekly. And if you're calling from out of town, you can call us on our toll free number 1-855-591-6876. Local number 416-870-1050. And if you're calling from out of town, it's 1-855-591-6876. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk to initially when, when, when I first started the show, but then I got sidetracked. I mean, I, I didn't get sidetracked. I, get, I got redirected in how many scams are taking place in the car industry right now. And by the way, uh, as I was talking about the scams taking place in the car business, I, I got a, a message on Instagram from somebody that works at Service Ontario. And this person said to me, I was listening to your show just now, talking about private car sales. And the person says, I work for Service Ontario, and we see people getting scammed all the time. Is really, really sad. So I hope this person who can remain anonymous um, can call the show and share some of these experiences because a lot of people don't... I mean, look, when I talk on the show here, many people don't know how much of this we get exposed to. But, I, you know, there is so much negativity out in the, in the world that I don't want to bring any more drama and sensationalism, which is, I leave that for the local networks. So I try not to do that. But when I tell you that there are so many scams going on out there in the world, it's quite, it's quite alarming. And the fact that people are still falling prey, they're still falling victims to tricks that have been used for 30 years is beyond me. Because all you need to do is listen to the show for a few weeks and then you'll understand that you are going to be given a tremendous amount of street knowledge. I have a PhD in hard knocks, streetwise, if you will. You know, I may not be able to recognize when somebody loves me, but I know for a fact when I'm in danger. And that I have been able to bring to the car industry and provide the general population with one of the safest car buying and selling environments that will ever be available to anyone in the country. And I am so certain that that is wherever I happen to be working at, that this show comes to you every single week for that very reason. We are here for a reason. And this is where I hold myself accountable for what I do for my customers and with my customers. And we have another phone call right now. George. How can Slack your number one make your life better this morning? Good morning, Greg. How are you doing? I am spectacular. How can I help you, George? Thank you. Uh, well, I have uh, been driving for a long, long time uh, the Kia. I started okay. with Kia Rio, then I went to the Spectra, and then I am driving now a Kia Forte 2012. And believe it or not, it has 426,000 kilometers. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing, yes. And uh, to be honest, no major problems. But I guess it's time to change. So I am looking to the Celtos, which I like it. What would be the equivalent of uh, the Celtos in the Nissan? Um, can you ask me that question again? I, 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 missed, I missed it there for a second. 
sure. What would be the uh, equivalent model on the Nissan brand uh, versus the Celtos? The Kia Celtos. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's look it up here. The Kia Celtos, right? Yes. Now, are we talking about... Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, this is what I thought it was. Well, you have a couple of uh, different uh, comparisons with Nissan. I think that um, strictly from a size-to-size comparable, it would be the Nissan Qashqai. Um, that would be the one that compares to it. But um, uh, why are you thinking about changing brands? Well, I mean, I, I'm very happy with, with, with Kia, to be honest. So um, why do you want to change it? Uh, well... That's a good question. Uh, just because maybe uh, that cash guy might be a little less expensive. I, I haven't uh, googled uh, that cash guy, but um, I, I, I would I will stick with Kia, honestly. Yeah. But maybe maybe with Nissan, I might have the same advantage that I have with the Kia, which I have, for example, the, the loyalty reduce uh, price uh, they gave. Uh, a loyalty uh, yeah yeah no the, most most car manufacturers will have a loyalty program just ah. to, from a customer retention standpoint so they will look after you now where um which Kia dealership do you uh, do you deal, do business with oh well this was uh, done by the Kia Dixie for one Dixie, Dixie, Dixie Kia yeah that's yeah. that dealership is owned by a couple of friends of mine I, I went to university with both of them uh, Katie and Eric they run oh, a pretty yeah. good operation uh-huh uh-huh right right so, you know, my suggestion to you is this. Mm-hmm. Look, mm-hmm. I, I sell Nissans and Infiniti right now, and uh, we have a vast array of used vehicles. Uh-huh. Saying that, and as much as I want you to come down and buy one of my vehicles, if you have had an outstanding relationship with a specific car manufacturer, mm-hmm. uh-huh. don't change for the sake of changing. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, I would love to, you know, to have you as my customer because you listen to my show. You seem like a pretty smart man. So I would love to have you as my customer. But, you know, if you haven't had a bad experience, what is the need to change? You know? The interest rate is the same for all manufacturers? Or no, no, no. Every car manufacturer has different programs depending on the inventory. If you have a lot of inventories, the better interest rate. They have no inventory, no good interest rate. But, you know, if, if, you, if you really want to explore your possibilities, I would say go and drive and see what they have to offer at, at, at the local Kia store. Then come and see me, and at least you're going to have a point of reference. You're going to have a point of comparison. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So do that, and then, then we can discuss it. I am, um, you know, I'm think- so happy that you called the show, man. I really appreciate it. And hopefully I didn't add any confusion to your, uh, to your process. But thank you so much for calling the show. Um, you know, no, no problem. The, um, do we have another phone call there, Ben? Uh, we don't. The gentleman that was going to come on uh, didn't know his own phone number. so Didn't know his own phone <laughs> we're, number. We're, we're oh, so working he on that. And uh, <laughs> he, he seemed a bit flustered, a bit nervous. Radio. Some radio nervousness. It's uh, it's natural. It's all right. We'll uh, hopefully get back in touch. Listen, I do the show and I get nervous, so it's not it's not a it's it's, it's not an uncommon thing. Um, but from that on that basis alone, um, you know, people still call me on my cell phone when I'm on the show. They do it all the time. So one of the things that I that I wanted to talk about is is if you are in the car industry, and I know that many people from the car industry listen to the show. Um, they listen to it on their on on their own time. But you know, all these things here could be 
applied to your regular life. Now, some of the things that we have found in, in, in the car industry for the last few months is because there are almost no vehicles for us to sell, there is a lot of downtime. And um, what do they say, that the idle time is the devil's workshop? Is, you know, that's, that's the saying. And if you have a comment on this, call me, 416-870-1050 is the phone number. So there's a lot of downtime. And uh, I wanted to discuss with you folks uh, some, some of the, the things that, uh, you know, uh, myself uh, and um, uh, my technical Tom, which is my, uh, my service director, and, uh, and Raj, who is my internet manager, we were sitting down yesterday discussing the top 10 things that we recommend people to do who are working in the car industry to keep your sanity. Because right now there is so much downtime that it's very easy to go crazy. And that's not a good thing. Uh, especially if you live and work in an environment in which your your disposition is going to have a huge impact on the outcome of your income. So we're going to go through a couple of things that, that we decided to that was important. Uh, number 10, I think it's important, folks, that we recognize that you need to reduce your social media time. Social media is killing your brain. You know, people are not dumb. Just TikTok exposed all of them. <laughs> so if you, if you go down the TikTok rabbit hole and you look up two or three hours later, you may be costing yourself a tremendous amount of money. You know, I, I do this exercise with my salespeople all the time, myself included, just so I can keep myself accountable. If you have an iPhone uh, and you go to the main screen of your iPhone, you slide towards the right. You slide towards the right, and then you're going to get uh, a screen with top stories and trending and a bunch of other things. But then you get a screen with metrics that tells you what your actual screen time is for the day, and your average for the week. And you look at how many hours any given day you have spent on social media for the last seven days. And you will be shocked. You will be alarmed. You should be terrified of the number of hours that you are actually spending on social media without you even knowing. Social media is there not to prove you wrong. It's to take you down a rabbit hole. It's to convince you that you are right. That's the role of social media and Google. And before I go into the number nine, we have a phone call uh, right now, Ben. Who do we have on the line? So our first call is from uh, Anthony from Toronto. Anthony, you're on the, on the Greg Carrasco show. Anthony, how can uh, Slack make your life easier? <laughs> how you doing, bud? I'm very well, thank uh, you. Good. Question for you. Um, thinking of uh, trading my vehicle uh, in for an electric vehicle. What kind uh, of car do you have? Uh, GLC 300. Okay. Um, I do about 30,000 kilometers a year, spend about five to $600 a month on fuel. And I don't think that's going to get any better. And I okay. uh, just wanted your thought on the, you know, the landscape of the electric vehicle. Are we far enough into it to know the good, the bad, and the ugly? Um, just your thoughts. What, what year is your uh, GLC? Uh, 19. 2019. And how many kilometers do you have? 
47. You, did you buy a new? I did. So you don't drive 30,000 kilometers a year. You, well, you barely part, drive. I was, I, I was out of the country, so I, it was parked oh. for about seven months. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah, I do about well, I, I do about thirty thousand a year. So look at it. Look at it. This uh, look at it from this perspective. Um, thirty thousand kilometers a year is not a low number. So at that point, you need to start looking at infrastructure. Do you normally drive to the same spots over and over and over again? And have you done your calculations? Because you know, when when I bought my farm up in Georgina, you know, outside of Keswick. Um, I wanted to get myself a an electric vehicle to drive because it was, it's a tremendous amount of gas that I'm spending. But there wasn't a single vehicle that would be able to take me there and back without any concerns. And, you know, when they talk about performance anxiety is not even comparable to range anxiety. I, have you driven an, a, um, an electric vehicle yet? I have not. Um, my driving patterns are approximately 70 to 100 kilometers a day. And on a heavier day, that might reach 200 kilometers. Uh, I do own a home, so I would have the ability to put in a charging station there. Um, well, you know, I, 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 all I can say to you is this, that uh, before I would commit myself to a long term, I would f- try to find a way to rent one and to have it for three or four days. So that way you can inject this electric vehicle into your life and see if it's something that you can actually be okay with. Excuse me, I need to sneeze. Uh, Ben. (coughs) (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Sorry. The, um, and I think that, thank you. I I think it's important that you inject this vehicle into your life to see if you are going to be able to deal with the fact that you need to be aware of you being connected to a wall. Um, one of my um, one of my business managers uh, bought himself a Tesla, and uh, you know whenever I see him, he's plugged to the wall because he cannot be away from a wall for any significant period of time. So if you are okay with that and you have the infrastructure available to you to charge the vehicle on a regular basis, then I would say by all means. Do I think it's worth it at this point of the um, of the development of the electric vehicles? Absolutely not. I don't think that they haven't reached the critical mass point in which the cost average of the unit is low enough for it to make sense. Got it. Um, so what I'm saying to you is that you're going to end up paying twenty or $30,000 more for a vehicle. You know how many kilometers you need to drive in order for you to save yeah. that kind of money? Yeah, that's the math that I was doing too, to be honest with you. Is the only math that we should be doing at this point? Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of there's a lot of gas that goes into twenty or thirty thousand dollars over the next four or five years. While they uh, even to yeah, even even longer. I mean, twenty you will yeah. you will not be able to spend twenty or thirty thousand dollars in gas for the next ten years. So you know that's that's a really makes sense at this point. I I think that there are. You know, more vehicles, more people are adopting electric vehicles, and there are other car manufacturers that are committing themselves to bringing more electric vehicles into the marketplace. Uh, just to give you an example, uh, Nissan is coming, has a Leaf and the Aria uh, that is coming out next year. Uh, Hyundai has a pile of electric vehicles, so there are other car manufacturers that are, you know, jumping into the electric game aggressively. And at that point, I would say, go for it because. The prices have come down, more people are buying it, the system is sustainable, and there is an infrastructure for you to be able to 
park and plug in and having to and, and charge that vehicle within a reasonable period of time. I don't want to be sitting there for four hours if I happen to run out of juice at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, okay, well, I hope that I answered some of your questions, and thank you so much for calling the show, man. I really appreciate it. You did. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Who do we have next on the line, uh, Ben? We've got uh, Carol from Toronto. Carol, you're on the Great Crasco Show. Carol, how can I make your life better this morning? Uh, good morning. Um, I Hi. have an Acura uh, MDX, and um, I'd like to sell it and see if eventually I can get an electric car. Okay. Um, what year is your Acura MDX? Uh, 2012. 2012. How many kilometers do you have? Oh, okay. Um, it has a fair amount. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've forgotten how many miles are on it because I bought it used. <laughs> so um, uh, it... It seems in very good shape and it runs well. Yeah, that that has no relevance. It would, it, I think in comparison to the kilometers, I need to know the kilometers, Carol, in order for me to give you some accurate assessment of what I think that you should get for this ten-year-old vehicle. So you know, so long as you're reasonable, um, you should be able to dispose of the car no problem. The Acura MDX is one of the best SUVs in the marketplace, but you got to remember it's old. So. I've always said this on the show, then the price on the vehicle that you're trying to trade in is not determined by the dealer, it's determined by the number of people that get up every morning with their hand up in the air saying, today is the day that I'm going to buy a 10-year-old Acura MDX with a quarter of a million kilometers. You see what I mean? So if nobody gets up saying that, then your vehicle is not going to be worth a lot. So I think that your best bet, Carol, is to find the kilometers and call me back. I'll give you a number, Okay. Right, but let me ask you too. Uh, is there a way I can just show it to you? Yeah, just come down. Come and see me at the store. I will be there this afternoon, and uh, we can give you a number on the spot. We can write you almost a check on the spot, and um, we'll, we'll look after you. Okay. Were, were you saying there was a number I should call before I come? Uh, no, just come and see me. I will be at the store at around 1 o'clock. So you go to Oakville Nissan or Oakville Infinity. We're right off the QEW there, so you can find me. I'm an easy, easy target. So come and see me this afternoon, Carol. You don't need an appointment after 1 o'clock. I'll see you there, okay? And if uh, I wanted to come like next Saturday instead, is it the same timing? It's the same timing because we have the show in the morning. Carol, thank you so much for the phone call, and I'll see you when you come. Who do we have next on the line, uh, Ben? Good question. Let me double check. Uh, Godfrey. Yes, we've got Is it Godfrey. Godfrey from, Godfrey from Waterdown. Yeah. How can I make your life easy this morning, Godfrey? Oh, hi, Greg. Can you hear me? Hey, man. Yeah, I can hear you. Talk to me. Okay, How can yes. I make your life better this morning? Yes, so, Greg, uh, I've been watching your show for a long time. So, I just got a 2021 Volvo inscription. What did you get? 2021 Volvo inscription, XC90. Volvo. Okay. Uh, this thing is literally a mantle, so I've got about uh, 1,800 kilometers on it. Now, if I were to trade this car in, obviously, because I realized that you know, is, the price is a little bit steep for my liking and all that, what would be the consequences if I do that? Should I wait a year and then go in? If oh, I have dude, man. Car? Is it a lease or a loan? Oh, it's a finance. It's not a lease. It's a finance. Well, that's a good thing. Did you put any money down? Yes, so my wife 
uh, originally she got the car in her name and yep. then obviously to surprise me. So we have about 15,000 down. Okay, so what you need to do is this, Godfrey. You need to drive down to my store, bring mm -hmm. the vehicle with you, and I'll see if I can get you out of that loan. So find out how much money you owe on that vehicle okay. and bring it to me and I'll, I'll try to help you out. Okay, so roughly we owe, well, she just bought the car. It's less than 2,000 kilometers. So what, maybe we owe maybe around 70,000? Well, that's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm not going to give you $70,000 without seeing the car. <laughs> okay. So, no, no, no. so yes. So bring yeah. it to me. Bring okay. it to me this afternoon. I'll look at it and I'll give you a number. And maybe we, we may be able to get you out of it. Okay. Okay. Now, the other question I have is just in case somebody says, okay, I'm going to keep the car, but then I want a, a, a hybrid option. What do you think is a suggestion on that? Uh, you know, before you even think about the next car that you want to get into, uh, Godfrey, don't make that mm -hmm. mistake of start looking for another car. So, you know, it's like when you're in a relationship, before you start looking for another relationship, end the one that you have. So okay. <laughs> make sure you make sure you you can get out of that one. So come and see me and I'll give you some options and then we can decide because I don't even know if I can get you out of that thing. Volvo's, you know, their depreciation is like, you know, rock swimming. <laughs> they just go to the bottom. So come and see me this afternoon and I'll look after you. Let's talk. Okay. To Emilio in Oakville. Emilio, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. And how can I make your life better this morning? How's it going? How are you doing this morning? I'm, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Thank you. I, talk to me. So, look, uh, this is the situation. My grandfather, I'm, I'm, I'm 18 years old. My grandfather, he purchased a, uh, tw a 2020 Volkswagen Jetta R Line. But my grandfather, okay. he's in Mexico, and the car is also in Mexico. The, the thing is that me and my uncle have been talking, me and my father too, all three of us, and we're planning on bringing this car, which was purchased, and we, needed, we wanted to bring it to Canada. So bring this 2021, sorry, 2020 uh, Volkswagen Jetta R-Line from Mexico City to Canada. Now, we have Is it a Mexican car? It is a Mexican car. Okay, so you're going to run into a whole bunch of problems, dude. Yeah. Um, um, number one, because the safety standards in Mexico are not the same as Canada. And Canada, uh, other than California, they have some of the stringent, uh, you know, crash test systems. You need to retrofit the daytime running lights. Right. You need to retrofit the bumpers. You, you need to make sure that uh, all the stuff complies and you, then you need to convert the odometer. There are so many things that it may not be worth it. So, yeah, yeah, that's why I was precisely calling today because uh, I have a, a 2014 Jeep Cherokee and we were in between, uh, that's why we're calling because I wanted to find out if uh, I should just sell the Volkswagen in Mexico or if I should even make the effort of bringing it up. You no, man, you know, look, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that you can go to another country and, and, and get some edge on the vehicle. It's just a Jetta, man. If, if we were talking about a Benz, <laughs> yeah, if we were talking yeah. about a BMW or something something special, this is just a Jetta. Just, you know, there is a market for that vehicle in Mexico. Sell it, cash the money, and then use those funds and buy something Canadian so you don't have to go through the brain cramps of getting the vehicle Canadianized because they, there is a reason why they do this thing. So you, they, they don't facilitate the import and export of, of, uh, of vehicles across the border. Even when you sell vehicles from Canada to the U.S., there are some other crazy, stringent uh, requirements that you need to go into the United States. For example, the tire pressure monitoring system is mandatory in the United States. So 
and you need to install them. And when you when they come from the manufacturer, they're almost you know they're inconsequential. They're not very expensive. But when you don't have them in the vehicle, you have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars just to retrofit this vehicle with the necessary equipment for the vehicle to pass the safety in the jurisdiction that you're going to be driving it in. So based on my best professional advice, I would say um, you know sell the vehicle in Mexico. And uh, there is a lot of Mexicans, Mexicanos that want to, you know, they want to buy that vehicle over there and just use the money to buy a vehicle here. Fair enough. That's what I was thinking, man. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, yeah, the only reason why I was asking because it was 2020, right? But, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I guess I'm just gonna sell it, like you said. No, just sell it. Get rid of it. No, do you go to Mexico often or, or what? No, I don't go. To, I mean, I do go to Mexico maybe what two times a year. But um, but no, we, that's that's why I'm saying we were exploring the idea of bringing the car up. But as you said, it's going to be nothing but a headache. So, no man, don't don't do it, don't do it. Thank you so much for the phone call, Emilio. I hope that my advice helped you, uh, folks. If you have any questions about the car industry or anything that you want to talk about, the phone lines are open. This is the hour of the grievances. This is your hour. Four one six eight seven zero ten fifty. What did you say, Ben? I didn't hear you. Sorry. Yeah, we just need to get to a couple more uh, breaks. Okay, no problem. So let's let's take a short break right now, folks. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople, and uh, we'll be right back after the break. The slackers are awake today. Awake? That's right. Here is where Slacker Nation congregates every Saturday morning, and uh, you know you, I may make you laugh from time to time. We're Canada's largest automotive radio show. 416-870-1050 is the phone number, and I know the phone lines are lighting up. Who do we have next on the line there, uh, Ben? Yeah, so we've uh, to start, we've got Rose from Mississauga. Rose, you're on the Great Carrasco Show. Rose, talk to me. Hi, Greg. How are you? I am amazing. How can I help you this morning? Okay, I just recently bought a Hyundai Tucson. Uh, it's it's uh, the uh, Urban Edition. Okay. And what happened was in March, I bought another Tucson, and it was $32,000, and I paid cash for it. The uh, salesman did not tell me that uh, the 2.0 motor had a problem, hesitation problem. So for since March, I've been dealing with the dealership because I was not happy with the vehicle. I found it to be very dangerous. So I went back, and uh, they said that they would return, take the vehicle back and give me another one, but it cost me $7,000 more. So now I have a vehicle that cost me $39,000 cash, and uh, it's a 2.4, and uh, I'm not happy with it. I, I, I just don't trust the vehicle anymore, and I wanted to purchase another one. It has okay. 5,000 kilometers on it. It's a 2021, and I was wondering what I could get for it when I come down for a Nissan. Okay, so this is what you need to do. You need to bring the vehicle to me. I will sit down with you personally. We will do an appraisal, and I will tell you whether it makes sense for you to do this, Rose, because as much as I want to sell you a vehicle, I'm not going to let you make another mistake because clearly... Uh, whoever was dealing with you did not have your best interests at heart. And I don't want to know where the dealer is because there is a lot of good Hyundai dealers out there. Most Hyundai dealers are really good people. So what you need to do is that you need to come down and see me and see if there is a way that I can help you out without you having to lose a pile of money. Okay, Rose? 
Well, yeah, well, that's the whole thing. It's like the, the money was given to me by my father, who passed away in February, and uh, he knew I was going to purchase a new vehicle. But I'm just not happy with the vehicle. I didn't want okay. to spend that kind of money Fine. on that vehicle in the first so, place. Rose, I completely understand. So if you, why don't you come and see me this afternoon? I'm going to be at my office at 1 o'clock. Come and see me. And I will try to give you the best possible advice so you lose the least amount of money, if anything, okay? Okay, but uh, I can't come this afternoon because I have my grandchildren with me. Are you there, like, maybe Monday afternoon? Of course. I'm, I'm always there except Tuesdays. I try to, to, uh, to do laundry on Tuesdays. So come and see me any <laughs> okay. other time, and uh, I, will, I will make sure that I, get, I look after you. Thank you so much for the phone call, Rose. Let's talk to Tony in Etobicoke. Tony, make it quick. You're calling the Carrasco Show. How can I make your life better? Yeah, I just want to make a thing on the cost of electric cars. People don't factor in that you have to charge the car, and electricity isn't free. So, <laughs> you know, I never hear the cost of what it, what it costs to run, say, on a 1,000 kilometers, the charging costs. And, and you have to put in a special outlet as well. I, a lot of people don't take those things into consideration. And I can tell you that so many people come and plug in their car at the charger outside my dealership. They, they, they don't even drive a Nissan. <laughs> they come and yeah. steal and steal the electricity. I mean, my dad told me in the 70s he got a rebate from Ontario Hydro to put electric heating in, in the house. And we all know how that's the most expensive heating we have today. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know, right? they're, they're, I mean, they moved after, but, you know, at the time, everybody was switching from heating oil. You know, it's all oh, this cheaper source, and then, all you know, bump, 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 when everybody's going to create more and more demand for electricity. Well, listen, you know, the moment that everybody starts depending on the electricity from the government, what do you think the government is going to do with electricity prices? Boom! Thank you so much for the phone call, Tony. I really appreciate it. Let's talk to Rocco from Toronto. Rocco, how can I make your life better this morning? Okay, hi, Gregorio. I, I know <laughs> that you're more than just about the car business and cars. More than just a handsome that? Spaniard face? Sorry? <laughs> More than just a handsome Spaniard face? Is that's that what you're right. saying? That's right. That's right. I, so I, I wanted to, uh, it's a rhetorical question. I, I believe I know what you're going to say, but I wanted to, it's a, it has to do with philosophy. And what is your, your opinion on the Stoic philosophy whereby you don't show emotion? I know exactly what that is. So you don't have you don't have to explain that to me. So what are you asking me? Whether I subscribe to that? Whether you yeah, whether you subscribe to the stoic philosophy or whether you you go with your passion and well, look at it. I uh, just remember that my dog's name is Marcus Maximus Decimus Mirelius Aurelius. <laughs> <laughs> so that should tell you a pretty good indication of the way that I try to live my life. But you see, you have to remember that it is impossible to remove all emotion from human action. It's impossible. But if you use stoicism as a, as, as a ground, as the baseline, uh -huh. you are bound to have a more fulfilling experience and at least not as dramatic of an experience as just letting your feelings go and, and abound. So if, you know, believe it or not, the first time I heard about this was through Bill Clinton. Uh, don't, don't, don't judge me because of it. I went to see him speak a few years back and okay. uh, he mentioned that his favorite book was, um, um, 
Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. So I read the book, and then I went down the uh, stoic rabbit hole, and I read Seneca and whatnot. And, you know, I, I became an actual subscriber to the stoic philosophy. So, you know, that's a very interesting uh, point that you just made, Rocco. But we do need to take a very short break, folks, before we go into the last segment. And if you are holding on the line right now, don't go anywhere. You are next. You are listening to the Carrasco Show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show, and the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And if for whatever reason I cannot get to you, you owe it to yourself to come and see me before you make any automotive decision. Why? Because this is gospel, folks. This is gospel. We'll be right back after the break. And we're back. <laughs> Those are the quickest three hours we've had in a long time. And slackers were not slacking this morning. Slacker, no slacking. Slacker, no slacking. You guys stepped up this morning. The number of phone calls that we've received today are through the roof. TSN is going to be thrilled. <laughs> they don't get this many phone calls in prime time. Who would have known the slacker here from Saturday mornings, 8 to 11, was going to be drawing this much attention. I seem to have stricken a nerve this morning. Let's talk to Rob from Oakville. He's going to talk to me about cars that I, I know nothing about. Rob, how can I try to make your life better this morning? <laughs> I think you know more than you let on. Anyway, um, I've always loved the, the, the Porsche brand, but never really thought about uh, getting one. But uh, with the dealership just down the street from you um, the last few years, I've seen a lot more of them around Oakville. I'm just wondering, Greg, uh, can you tell me, if, if I were to pick up, say, a, a three- or four-year-old uh, um, used, pre-owned 911, just drive it for a couple of years, am I going to take a killing on the depreciation, or does that particular brand hold it so well that I would maybe eh, lose not as much as I th think I would after just uh, having one for a couple of years? This is what I can tell you. Uh, people that drive Porsches, but I'm talking the actual Porsche drivers. Um, they're a different breed, man. They're a different breed. Those cars defy the laws of, you know, of gravity when it comes to depreciation. I think a lot of it has to do with what you buy. It has to do with how many kilometers it has and how well maintained that vehicle is. Because right now, you can't get those things. I mean, it's like owning a Rolex. You're not going to get a Rolex right now unless you already have a Rolex. And if you don't have a Rolex already, you're good luck. You're not going to get one. So if you can get your hands on something that is nice from a Porsche dealership, you are going to almost guarantee yourself that you're going to be in a pretty good side of the depreciation. So I wouldn't hesitate. And you know the guys at, um, at Porsche in Oakville, it's owned by the Policaro Group. They're pretty good guys. So I, uh, there was a lot more Porsches driving around Oakville these days, and uh, Policaro does a really, really, really good job at that store. So I wouldn't hesitate. Um, you know, if if I had to buy one for myself, I would probably just give myself a Panamera. I love that. I I love that vehicle. Love it. But uh, no, I wouldn't hesitate, Rob. I don't know if that okay, answers no. your question. No, no, it, it it does. I mean, I'm just thinking that to that particular car with the uh, uh, such an expensive car, I would think, especially with the brand name that they do hold their depreciation very well. Again, I haven't really started to explore it, so I'm just starting. So that, that's a really good point. I, I really appreciate your uh, uh, the, the insight, and I'll, I'll go from here, but I, uh, I appreciate that, uh, Greg. Thanks very much. Yeah, no problem. The only thing that before you get off the phone, Rob, and uh, this is bef I mean, just to tell you, try not to look at a vehicle 
based on what you're going to lose two or three years from now. Because the truth is that we don't know, man. We don't know. And we don't know what the market is going to do two or three years from now. Right now, the prices are going up. But we don't know what's going to happen once the marketplace opens up again. So try to look at it from, does it fit the needs today? And if that does it, then, you know, whatever the future comes, I'm sure that you're going to be able to deal with it, especially if you're dealing with uh, with the Porsche store. But, Rob, thank you so much for putting your trust on me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Wow. You know it's been a good show when it's only 10.50 in the morning and I'm already losing my voice. It's happening, Ben. Three straight hours of knowledge. Your brain has been stretched this morning, folks. You cannot deny it. If you happen to have missed the first two hours of the show, you should probably go on iTunes, click on subscribe to the podcast and listen to it. Because if you happen to know anyone that is looking for a vehicle within the next six to 12 months, you owe it to them to provide them the content that I provided for all of you folks at the beginning of the show. It's important. I'm going to save you so much money. You wouldn't, you're going to be so thankful that you listen to me. And if you happen to work in the car industry, I apologize because I was going to give you 10 ways that you can remain sane in the industry, but slackers just came and rose phone call after phone call after phone call after phone call. And I'm so happy that I was able to solve, answer, and help so many different people that listen to the Carrasco show on Saturday mornings. Now, for those of you that don't have the desire to garnish the attention of tens of thousands of people by calling the show and speaking to the masses, you can always come and see me. I happen to have no life, folks. And uh, from time to time, when I take a lunch and I go and get dropped on my head at my jiu-jitsu school, like they did this week, uh, a big shout-out, by the way, to, again, the three schools that I that I, I, I'm part of. Uh, my main school is Evo uh, Jiu-Jitsu in Mississauga. My first school, Marcel Nunes Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And my uh, my Keswick brethren in Jiu-Jitsu, Cavallo, BJJ, right there on Woodbine Avenue. A big shout-out to all of them. But if you want to come and see me, just drop by the store. I am always there. Before you make any car buying decision, you owe it to yourself, folks, to come and see to the Nostradamus of the car industry, to the Joe Rogan of the automotive industry. Oh, wow, I just said that. Somebody said that to me the other day. And I thought, what? You, what? Excuse me? <laughs> uh, Tuesdays, I do laundry. So don't come and see me on Tuesdays. And there is a price to pay to come and talk to me. If it's before 2 o'clock in the afternoon, bring me a coffee, a small black coffee. After that, I'll take a tea, and I'll provide you with free information that is going to save you thousands. But before you make any car buying decision, you need to come and see me at only two places, Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Do you know why? There's something happening there at OakvilleNissan.com. It's been an honor serving with you all. Autobots, roll out!